Good Erev Shabbos. Welcome back to Turn Friday into Erev Shabbos. It is not Friday. It is Purim Katan and it is Erev Shabbos. So glad to you are together. Turn Friday into Erev Shabbos is generously sponsored by our dear friends Mendy and Sipura Fishman, Aschus Vachaya, Rivka Bas, Sipura Freidel, and in memory of Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, Rabbi Yaakov Sibin, David Aryeh. Today's Turn Friday into Erev Shabbos is also sponsored by Penny and Bob Perlman in commemoration of Penny's beloved mother, Helen Meltzer's ninth Yurtzeit. Neshama should have an aliyah. Thank you so much, and thank you for being with us on this Erev Shabbos, this Purim Katan. Amazing to be together. And I want to bring to your attention that we are currently running our BRS Global Campaign. If you enjoy going into Shabbos each week with Turn Friday into Erev Shabbos, if you enjoy our Parsha Perspectives and our Living with Amuna and our 10 Minutes of Meaning and our Sitter Snippets, if you enjoy the write-up of the Parsha Divrei Torah for the table, if you enjoy the article each week, if you enjoy what we stand for and what comes out, please, please enable and empower us to do more, reach more, teach more by going to brsonline.org slash global, brsonline.org slash global. And this time we incentivize you. If you do, you are entered for $180 into a raffle, two airline tickets to Florida, spend Shabbos with us here at BRS, and enjoy the Ishai Rebo concert April 7th, VIP seating the Ishai Rebo. An incredible opportunity, a great raffle. We appreciate your support. Turn Friday into Erev Shabbos. Last week we began the Lahavos Eish, Rav Yisrael Meir Druk Shlita, and the Parshios that we're reading right now of the Mishkan. But no matter when you're listening to this, it's relevant. There is a connection between Mishkan and Shabbos. We mention it in the Zmiros. We mention it, we learn and derive the laws, what is forbidden, what is creative labor on Shabbos from what was considered creative labor in the building of the of the Mishkan itself, there are connections. And here of Druk lists no less than 13, thir- why am I putting up a three? 13, what's 10? 10 and three. 13 different connections in Halacha, in Kabbalah, in Machshava between Shabbos and Mikdash. Just like one physically enters the Beis Mikdash to immerse in holiness, one in time enters something called Shabbos in order to immerse in holiness. So we spoke about how we learned the Lama Tesmalachos, the 39 acts of creative labor. We learned that from the Mishkan, that the Beis HaMikdash atoned for our sins, and Shabbos comes, and Shabbos atones for the mistakes that we've made, that a person who says, two angels escort us home, they put their hands on our head, and they say we are forgiven. We can earn atonement. The mistakes, the poor judgment, where we came up short in the week that was, Shabbos is able to atone just like the Beis HaMikdash. Number three, Neros and Menorah, we light the Shabbos candles Friday night, and the Menorah illuminated. Number four, the Shulchan, just like the Beis HaMikdash, the Mishkan had a Shulchan, had a table, a place of hospitality, a place of warmth, a place of meaningful conversation. So too, in our home Shabbos, the Shar HaKavonos, the Ariza writes, the Shulchan of Shabbos should have four legs, just like the Shulchan of the Beis HaMikdash. Number five connection, the Beis HaMikdash had 12 loaves, the Lechem HaPanim, 12 loaves of showbread, and the Zohar HaKadosh says that on Shabbos we also need to have 12 loaves. And the Gura explains in another way, but the Arizal interpreted and understood 12 loaves means, if you go to a Hasidish Rebbe, a Hasidish Tish, you'll see not only not only the Lechemishna, the two loaves, commemorate Shamar Vizachor or the Man, but you'll see 12 loaves, two big loaves, two chalas, and 12 little rolls around it. The Gura understood a little bit differently. The Gura says, that at each meal we have three meals, at each meal we have two chalas, at each of the three meals we cut the two chalas in half, and therefore you get to 12 loaves, because there are two chalas cut in half, that's four, four times three is 12, that's the equivalent of 12 loaves. Others say at each meal we have the equivalent of 12, 
because you braid a challah, six strands, each challah braided together, that's 12 strands for the two challahs at each meal, so that's 12 challahs at each meal. However you calculate, however you get there, but there was a notion that the lechem upon him in the base of Mikdash and the Mishkan had 12, and similarly on Shabbos we should have 12. Comparison says Rav Druk number six is that in the base of Mikdash, we ate from the basar, from the meat of kajim. And on Shabbos too, when a person eats the Shabbos food, the Shabbos delicacies, when a person enjoys the wonderful Shabbos meal, the suda of Shabbos, it's like eating karbonos. It's like eating kudshim. It's not ordinary food. Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, that's ordinary food. That's ordinary supper. That's ordinary dinner. But on Shabbos, it's a suda. The food takes on the status of, of a karbon, as if one is eating kudshim, as if one is eating kudshim. One is able to transform and elevate the food itself because it is imbued with the sanctity of Shabbos, and therefore it's another comparison. Number seven, big day Shabbos and big day kahuna, relevant to our Pasha Tetzava, really relevant all the time. It says Rav Druk, the Beis HaMikdash had a halacha, Kohanim had to wear the big day kahuna, and there was a uniform, and there was, the uniform made a person feel a certain way. When the coin served, and the coin wore the begadim, the coin wore that uniform, they felt elevated, they felt as if they were enriched. And similarly, on Shabbos, there's a notion of big day Shabbos. Don't wear vachadika clothing. We don't wear weekday clothing. We have special clothing. Some take that down all the way to the level of special Shabbos tzitzis, special Shabbos shoes different than the other shoes. Someone who wears suits all week long, straight jackets all week long like I do. We have vachadika weekday suits. And then there's the suit for Shabbos. Some have a different yarmulke for Shabbos. They take a different talus for Shabbos. We transform our wardrobe, our garb, our lavush, and that transforms our attitude and our experience and the environment. And just like the Kohen walked into the base of Mikdash, that holy place, and had holy clothing, so too we immerse ourselves in the holy time of Shabbos, and we wear big day Shabbos, we wear holy clothing. You see, we learn this from the big day kuna. The Gemara Shabbos Lav Kufiyu Gimel teaches. How do you know changing our clothing for Shabbos comes from the Torah? Because the Kohen would take off his clothing and put on different clothing. So if one wants to be transformed and bring a different attitude and feeling in a different place, the Kohen did it in the Mikdash, sanctity in space. We do it on Shabbos, sanctity in time. Big day Shabbos. Number eight. In the Mikdash, there was a kior, there was a vessel that was for washing hands and feet. The Konim, when they went to go serve in the sacred place of space, they had to wash, they had to purify. And similarly, the Gemara Shabbos Chafeim and Beis tells us, And the Shulchan Aruch and Simon Reish Samach quotes as mitzvah, We have a mitzvah, we have a halacha doesn't matter if you've already showered or showered fairly recently. We wash our fate, our face and our feet. And the Bali Musa explained the washing, the rachitza is not just a physical hygiene washing. It's not just that you're shampooing or conditioning if you have hair. What it means is rachitza is we're cleansing, we're washing, we're purifying, we're transforming, we're transforming ourselves. The Ramah expands on the Shachanach, not just your face, your hands and your feet, but kogufo, the whole body. And we learn this again from the Kohanim. When you enter a holy place, you purify. Hands are our contact with the world. And maybe our contact wasn't pure. Maybe we touched, maybe we typed, maybe we interacted in ways that were unholy, that became contaminated. So we go into Shabbos, sanctity of time, Mesa Mekdash, sanctity of space, and Rechitzas Yadayim Raglaim. Number nine, Mishnah Yuma says, 
person can't enter the Azara, the Kohen didn't enter the Azara to do the service in the base of until first they went to the mikvah. And many have the custom to go to the mikvah as well on Erev Shabbos, not just to shower or bathe, not just to wash away the contaminants under running water, but in a mikvah, to immerse in a mikvah. Mikvah is a place of rebirth and renewal of a fresh start. So even a week, a week in which we were disappointed, a week we were disappointed by others, we disappointed others, we disappointed ourselves, we made mistakes, we're able to start again, start fresh, start anew. One goes into the mikvah just like the base HaMikdash. There are more similarities. We'll pick up next week with finishing them that Rav Druk lists these 13 this week, particularly relevant, Big Day Shabbos and Big Day Kahuna. But the idea we're turning our Friday into Erev Shabbos when we realize that Friday night, Saturday is not just another day on our calendar, a day of the week. It is a space, a place of holiness and of sanctity. It is in time that the Besamikdash is in space. And when we immerse ourselves and we are there entirely in it, then we come out transformed by it. So please take a moment. If you enjoyed our turn Friday into Erev Shabbos and all that we do, we really appreciate your uh, your appreciation. We appreciate your help and support to continue to do it. And you'll enter a raffle and hopefully you'll win that raffle and you'll come down and spend Shabbos. You'll turn Friday into Erev Shabbos here in Boca. We'll spend the Holy Shabbos together. If not in Boca, please God more in Yerushalayim. And we'll enjoy Yishai Rebo together in person. Enter that raffle for 180brsonline.org slash global. Have a meaningful, peaceful, a holy and a redeeming Shabbos. Yeah.